0: Radioinfluence.com. The future is now.
1: You are sitting
2: ringside with David Penzer on Radio Influence.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Sitting Ringside. My name is David Penzer, and as always, we are happy that you are here for this special podcast that we are calling Sitting Ringside Road Trip. Uh, We're actually sitting, speaking about sitting, we're sitting in my car, myself and the boss, Jerry P. Tuck, and I just finished doing a ring announcing for Dory Funk Jr.'s Bang TV show at the Bellevue High School in Marion County, Florida, about an hour and a half drive from the Penzer abode and when I got booked to do the show and I saw that Rick and Scott Steiner were going to be there and I saw that and and they never do podcasts and every time I see them they say yeah yeah I promise text me crickets nothing I get nothing so I said let's make a road trip out of it so we had no guarantee of anything but I will tell you that I really think you're going to enjoy this episode knock on wood was everything that we could have hoped. Uh, very, very rare interviews, about 10 minutes each, 10, 15 minutes each with uh, Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner. Boy, Scott Steiner. Everything you might have heard about him losing his temper and not holding back is true. So uh, we'll get to that at the end, that interview. Uh, but if you are a offended by foul language, Uh, probably use the subtitle do do we have subtitles on this no we don't have subtitles anyway uh so we took a gamble we did a little road trip and um it worked out so we're gonna pitch it right now to our first interview a rare podcast discussion and some stories some fun stories with the dog face gremlin rick steiner enjoy the show folks We are here, sitting ringside road trip at Bellevue High School for a bang special event, and I am here with the elusive, <laughs> my, old, my old friend uh, Rick Steiner, the dog-faced gremlin, and I know a lot my of the- old friend, you yeah. exactly. <laughs> said <laughs> Fellow realtor.
3: Hey, That's- I'll put it up? Yeah, sure. Okay.
1: So uh, thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time. Yeah. I um, wanted to ask you a couple of things I've been w- wondering about. I've been see- seeing. You ain't wondering
3: about nothing. Yes, you knew I-
1: everything. You were there every time. No, I wasn't every there for the it. varsity club, though. And and there's a, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter these days. Uh, people are getting into the varsity club and all that. And watching it is. Why a f- are they getting into it? It's just catching people putting it on Twitter and it's catching. Uh, really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> And it's, it's, it's catching people's attention. So I, I was watching as a fan before I got in the business when you guys were doing that. I'm curious, because I talk a lot about organic stuff in professional wrestling, stuff that wasn't, you know, written that just takes off. Because in my opinion, that's the stuff that makes people get into it. I'm wondering how much of that stuff with you and Rotunda uh, pushing and shoving and all that stuff, I wonder how much of that was organic and how much of that was the original plan of the varsity club.
3: I think, hey, Lanny. Um, to tell you the truth, it was all organic. Nothing, all we did was come, they put us in varsity jackets and told us to wear our stuff. And, and, uh. You were just it being brought, Robbie so, St. We, we were just being, I mean, I, I, instead of standing there looking retarded, I figured <laughs> we'd just do something. So we just, Mike and I just started acting goofy. And, and then
1: they brought Doc in and brought Kevin in, and away we went. I know that there's a story, and I'm not sure if it's true, there's a story that at one point, uh, at the height of that, Dusty was going to turn your baby face, put the world title on you, and got in a little bit of trouble for that maybe. Uh, any truth to that? Could you confirm that?
3: I, I can't. No, I don't, I don't. You know, it was back in the NWA days, and, you know, Dusty was in control, and, um, I mean, before he even got started, they wanted to ch- uh, change me over and switch me and. I didn't know the rhyme or reason. I just went with it. And then I think, shoot, I think a few months after that, WCW bought it out. So I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the rhyme. I don't know what the thought was. I don't know anything. You know, I just, hell, back then I was just, you know, hell, I'd only been in the business.
1: So you know, you're so known. You're known for ribs a lot. You you had. Good, I am. Yeah, Is that had, what I'm known you had, for? You, you had, nah, dang. No, but but you had fun. You guys had fun traveling. You know, right, nothing. Right. never anything dangerous or illegal or anything like that. But just fun. You know, making the road trip go by. I remember one time, I was in the car with I think Pee Wee Anderson and Arn, and I forget who you and Scotty were with. I want to say the Road Warriors. Would that make sense? Could have been, could and, have been, and all of a sudden uh, our car started getting pelted. You're hanging out of the side of one of the cars with eggs. Our cars getting started. so Pee Wee goes, well, goddamn, we got to go get some eggs. So we're two hour ride to Charlotte. We'd have a, an egg fi- an egg fight in cars, and for you that was like a Tuesday. <laughs> you know, it was it wasn't like? A, oh my God! You know this is a story I'm going to tell in my Hall of Fame speech. Nah. That was like a Tuesday. Um, what, tell tell me about maybe your favorite ribs and, and 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 why you just had fun doing goofy stuff.
3: You know, I never really took it serious. You know, we we're on the road, and I think so. I think that night it was Pillman. I think Pilman? Pillman was driving, and it was it was Sting and I. Pillman. Sting.
1: Yeah, that's right. Sting, was Sting
3: the- and I. And Pillman and somebody else. Um, I can't remember who's in the back seat, but yeah, I think but you guys but first um the head shrinkers went by and shot fireworks at us. Oh, so, I don't remember that. So point. then we we pulled off and got eggs and milk and anything we could do to throw out the window. And then we started chasing them and doing stuff and then you just happened to come along and wrong like, place wrong time. Let's get
1: them too. Story of my life. Um well, Yeah, we tried. I mean
3: you know, I think most of the time this shit just happened. You know, yeah. you, you hang around Henning, you hang around Boschman and Rude. I think about Kurt happens. a lot, I really do. Yeah, uh, I mean, I learned a lot. Who was a better river? you or Kurt? Oh, Kurt. Kurt was a master.
1: You just did, you just did off the top of your head for I fun. Just, and I just, Kurt, just, Kurt would sit and plan.
3: Plan shit. And I just followed his lead. I just hung around.
1: You didn't happen to be under the ring that night. Uh, no, the, I wasn't under No. <laughs> did you that, know that, about that, that that was going to happen? I did not know that. <laughs> I, I actually knew. You knew it was going to happen. You went into great he, detail how he took toilet paper twisted around and plugged his you know what so that uh, nothing would leak until it was time to well uh, he
3: said he was going to do it before he went out but I didn't think he'd do it I didn't sure think he, well who,
1: who thought he would do it <laughs> I was sitting, sitting ringside how sitting many hours bucket. of the shit was
3: he underneath <laughs> there like, oh my remember
1: Norton come yeah. out and he was sick and yeah. Oh my God. So, talking about that era of WCW, what are your memories of the end of WCW? You, other than a few spots with uh, WWE with you and your brother, you were basically known as the WCW guy. Um, I look back fondly now. It wasn't always fun back then. There's a lot of politics, but I look back fondly. When you look back at the end of WCW, what are your memories now, 25 years later? Yeah, god dang, it doesn't seem that. You know, you, for what me, do I don't think? remember,
3: you know, I do remember it and People would bring up stuff and I, you know, there was a lot of good times, but I mean, it was, you know, I remember going down the road with Sting and Lex and my brother and I, hotel to hotel. Um, you know, and, and then when Kurt and those guys came in when the NWO thing started and then it was the ribs were on and then, um, it was every night just trying to come up with something. Who were we going to do to what and what was going to happen? But it, it was a good time and I don't think anybody really knew what the end was going to be. I mean, everybody was being re- told, you know, Manly Bay was going to buy it. And Yeah.
1: I remember, uh, and somebody actually sent me a screenshot recently, uh, but uh, I remember turning getting a call on my home phone because we weren't really cell phones back then and somebody said, turn on the WCW website and it had... WCW logo, or WWF logo, purchases in the middle, and down at the bottom. No, that's how I found out about it. No I mean, and that was like the Tuesday or Wednesday before the last night show. I mean, so
3: so what did we do? We did a pay-per-view in Jacksonville, a, and then we came over to Panama, Panama City. Panama yeah. City. Yeah. And um, I think we, we all knew for sure at Jacksonville at the pay-per-view.
1: Uh, I didn't and, know for sure then, but... I, I know for i knew for sure at that uh, in panama city uh, that that was the end oh, yeah, it was well, a quick it was a quick finish and you know it's so many people look back now and said if they know that they were going to sell that entire library for one and a half million dollars you know they could have either bought it themselves or found found some money, investors or yeah, something. yeah that's, that's crazy great. when you look back at it i mean he got everything yeah. the nw mid south everything. everything yeah everything hey one last question um and i appreciate your time you're a, Pretty successful realtor in the uh, Greater Atlanta area. I'm do a realtor. All right. Yeah, you do all right. I do. All I'm right. I'm, a, I'm a. People don't know because of your character, but you're a real smart guy. I no. Mean, yeah, yeah, you are. No. But, but you uh, don't tell people that. Okay. I like, yeah. But that was sort of my question. So I'm a realtor too, and I know it's a Shark Tank. Uh, you probably have an edge uh, both in fame and also that you've been doing it, in your You've lived in the same area right. for a long time. Do you did you worry when you started that because you were a goofy character like that people would call and say I want to see a house and by the way will you bark? It,
3: it, at the very beginning, people would never associate me being a, a realtor with being a, a wrestler. It was more I was a wrestler and you're doing what? So I'd have to explain it all, and it took a while, you know. And. I would say the first few years it was, you know, I just, uh, I basically was dealing with family and friends. You know how that goes. Yeah. And, and, uh, I just built it up from there. And, and, uh, it's taken a while, but it's, now it's kind of changed. Now they, say uh you're used to
1: use russell so it's oh it's, wow. it's kind of changed hands Yeah, it's 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 work for the good that's cool last question i you, you don't really take you said that the last time yeah. did he you don't really you don't really take this stuff seriously you just kind of go with the flow and and i know you're a big family man and i know your uh, family's involved in sports uh any thought at all about ever going to the wwe hall of fame or is that just something you don't think about Um, I'll think about it when
3: people ask me about it, but I know, I know there's not a chance in hell that we get to go out there because, you know, the way my brother, you know.
1: Was he like that? I wasn't planning on asking you this, but was he like that as a kid growing up? Was he had the attitude? Sort of. You were the happy go lucky one, and he had the attitude, or but, was that more product of the wrestling business? I think it was
3: more of a product of wrestling business. I had.
1: It, I think I'm going to ask I him. Yeah, I asked
3: him. Why don't you ask him? Because I, I think it was deep down, it was there. He was he was mean and ornery, especially that's what made him successful in the amateurs. But I mean, he he tried to hurt you and, and twist your arm off or do something. But he was always ornery and mean. But I think that. The the business brought it out.
1: If somebody lives in Atlanta, where could they go if they want to use you as a realtor? Just go call Rick Steiner. Dot com. Call Rick Steiner. Call Rick Steiner. Thank you so much. Spencer. I appreciate it. Good talking Spencer, to you. thanks for
3: no, no none of these goofy, crazy questions.
1: There you go. I appreciate There's you. There's a reason that, that people Some do this. Some of these this. guys, man, they'll ask all kinds of crazy. Uh, I just like telling stories, they want to Know, know the dirt. Do. It's like sitting in. The, I don't. I don't want to talk about dirt. That's like. Yeah. Well, I consider this podcast, and I've said in the past, is like you know, if we, me and you were riding down the road, and before there was cell phones, and you could get internet, and all there was was Jerry Falwell on AM radio, we're just telling stories, yeah. telling stories about our life, our career, and. Uh, and laughing about it, it was a good time. It was a I enjoyed every minute, though it. it was a blast. Oh, one last question. I know uh, I've said that nah, before. Nah, nah, tell me, nah, tell, tell, tell me your memories about working with the Nasty Boys and how it is now when you get booked at the Legends of Wrestling to have Knobs of all people as the boss of the company.
3: Yeah, I, I still don't, I don't accept that Knobs. <laughs> he's not
1: a boss. He'll never be a boss. He's just Knobs. Um, I mean there were I think what did Eric Bishop call it a uh oh god I can't remember it sorry I can't remember exact but it was like a freaking uh acid trip from hell or something to have Brian Knobs as his ball. You know, you know not, <laughs> Oh mind me. fuck that's what he called it. Yeah. You can only take Knobs
3: for a few minutes and then he gets he gets on your nerves. But they were always great guys, great to work with. You know, they didn't care, we didn't care. It was all, it always made for an interesting match and had, we had fun. Any rib any time that you guys would rip each other in the ring? Oh, there was always every I mean, every part of the show was you know, the laughing and trying to hold somebody down or, you know, doing crazy stuff in the ring. It was always, you know, trying to have fun and doing the business. I think you look back now and you never knew the extent or severity of what we were doing and and uh, what we we're involved with. And now you look back and like. You know, maybe I should have done a little bit different, or did this different, or did that different. But you were always we having fun. fun. You were always having had fun, had fun, man. <laughs> it was always
1: good. It was always, you know, nobody got hurt. That's you right. know? Somebody That's might right. have gotten stretched a little bit, but they got over it. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you know, it's not ballet. That's what Doctor <laughs> Death said. It's not ballet. Thank right. you so much for your time. I appreciate Thank you, it, brother. We are here at City Ringside Road Trip Edition. i got a road trip here for the Bang TV show at the Bellevue High School in Bellevue, Florida, and I am here with uh, somebody who was a guest of ours, one of uh, my favorite guests actually, and I'm not blowing smoke, Leaping Lanny Poffo. Uh, just catching up with you. What are you up to? I remember last time we spoke, you were uh, maybe looking to do something with New Japan. Is that, is that still on the table, or, uh, or how, how's life going?
4: Everything's going well I prefer to be called The genius, the full genius. of glory and renown <laughs> Even though this is When we're taping this, this is February 29th Leap day Oh this is leap day But since I can no longer leap At the age of 65 And uh, I kind of limp around so uh, it's really kind of pathetic. It's like you go, not that I do this, but like a titty bar on a Tuesday afternoon, some of the girls need to hang it up. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: you would know that how?
4: Because I need to hang them up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be wrestling tonight. Uh, how often do you wrestle? And uh, is it mostly just appearances? Or do you still do a lot of wrestling on the indie scene? Mostly just appearances. You know, uh, my father was very dear
4: friends with Dory Funk Sr right and uh, they go way way back and uh dory jr and terry were always very very nice to me and my brother so um when somebody calls me from the funk
1: family the answer is yes and the question is what do i do Exactly, and me too uh, I don't know that I told you this At the last time that we talked um, But my first wrestling show ever was In 1977, it was in May At the Fort Lauderdale National Guard Armory And one of the matches was your dad Against Cowboy Bob Ellis uh, Talk to me about Because uh, uh, it, di- it was different back then Your dad was kind of going uh, Finishing his career And back then when you finished your career You kind of uh, you kind of were working mid-card teaching. I wasn't teaching Bob Ellis, but teaching younger guys. Uh, did did he like doing that? Is that something he liked doing?
4: He just never wanted to quit. And, you know, I always thought that my father should quit. And uh, now here I am. <laughs> was that Tuesday would, at a titty bar? <laughs> you, you know, I, here I am. Um, look like somebody that needs to quit. And yet here I am. So I guess there's no limit to my hypocrisy. There you go.
5: <laughs>
1: Hey, uh, one last question. I know uh, we know WrestleMania is coming to Tampa in about a month, and I know that you are living there. Are you going to be doing anything that you wanted to promote, WrestleCon or any events? I'm going to be at the
4: WrestleCon at the Legends Stadium,
1: in the, which is the home of
4: the New York Yankees spring training. Yes, yeah. And uh, so come on by, say hello, and uh, you never know.
1: Any chance you'll be at the Hall of Fame? Because I know you accepted
4: for Andy. Um. I'm not going to hold my breath and wait by the phone, <laughs> but um, probably posthumously. Posthumously, yes.
1: No, I meant just attending the Hall of Fame because a lot of people that have been up on that stage before they invite, especially if they're local, to come back.
4: Well, I have not been invited, and uh, you know it's too late to have my feelings hurt. But I consider <laughs> you don't really you don't really get me as a guy that gets his feelings hurt all that much. You know. I re there's one political figure that I identify with.
1: Yeah, I know. we don't really talk politics, but I do. Well, his name I is, do see you on his Twitter. His name
4: is Hunter Biden, oh,
1: because I didn't, I didn't he made a lot. Company. He
4: made a lot of money, and he was as he was just about uh, as useless as tits on a boar, and so was I. <laughs> and So I feel I have a lot in common with Hunter Biden. So the fam familial connections, and you took that all the way to the bank, huh? You know what? I was the Marty Janetti of the, of the family. <laughs> <laughs> but don't say that to him because he's a wonderful man, you know, and, uh, but I mean, you know, they always say he's the Janetti of the team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause of Sean, Sean Michaels. Well, I was the Marty, but, but I'll tell you what, I
1: love them both. They're great. They're both great workers. You're always one of the fun guys to have on the podcast. Uh, thanks for catching up with us and, uh, we'll see you at WrestleCon. Well, thank you. Do you have we- a poem? Do I have a poem? I have a poem tonight. You have a poem for the podcast? For the podcast? How, how fast
4: could you come up with some? Oh, you, you, um, tell, me, tell me about yourself. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, please. What type of person are you? What do you enjoy in life? Oh, I love wrestling. And what else? Uh, football. You love football? Mm. I have a poem for you. <laughs> but I didn't write it, and I don't consider plagiarism to be a joke. <laughs> so we will not... Take credit for this. I don't know who wrote it, but it was definitely not me. He's just a blind man in the bleachers to the local hometown fans, and he sits beneath the speakers way back in the stands, and he listens to the play-by-play just waiting for one name. He wants to hear his son get in the game, but the boy's just not a hero. He's strictly second team, though he runs each night for touchdowns in his father's sweetest dreams. He's going to be a star one day, though you could never tell. The blind man in the bleachers knows he will. It's the last game of the season and a Friday night at home, and no one knows the reason. But the blind man didn't come, and the boy looks kind of nervous, sometimes turns around to stare, just as though he sees his old man sitting there. The local boys are tryin, but they slowly lose their will. Another player's down, and now he's carried from the field at halftime in the locker room. The kid walks off alone, and no one sees him talking on the phone and The game's already started when he gets back to the team, and half the crowd can hear his coach yellin, "Where the hell you been? Just gettin ready for the second half is all he'll say, cause now you're going to let me into play." And without another word he turns and runs into the game And through the silence of the field loudspeakers call his name It'll make the local papers how his team came from behind When they saw him playing out his heart to win And when the game was over The coach asked him to tell What was it he was thinking of that made him play so well Well you know my dad is blind he said Tonight he passed away It's the first time that my father seen me play.
1: Wow. How you remember that? I have no clue, but it's kind of ironic because my son played football his whole life and he was second string in high school. He was, you know, we'd go there every Friday night and, you know, he'd get in if they were, you know, winning by 30 points or losing by 30 points. And I think one time in little league, he scored a touchdown and I jumped so high off of the, the, the bleachers. Uh, probably never been that high in many ways before, but, uh, but yes, yeah, so that, that great story. And Mr. Thank you. Penzer, before we go, ask me if I'm really a genius. Are you really a
4: genius? Well, I don't like to brag, but I play chess against a computer. Okay, I lost, but I beat the hell out of it at kickboxing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, thank you, sir. So this is the City Ringside Road Trip. Dory, we've never done this before, and we specifically did this uh, to come to your Bang TV event, uh, Bang Wrestling, here in Bellevue. I know that you guys are on television in Ocala, and you have a school up here. Uh, And I know tonight, uh, in just a couple hours, you're going to actually be wrestling in a six-man tag team with the Steiner Brothers. If I'd have told you in 1972 that you'd be in the ring in 2020, what would you have said to me? Oh, wow. Would you put the spinning toe
5: hold on me? Well, first of all, the opportunity to be in the ring is because of the Steiner brothers. They've done a fabulous job in professional wrestling. They've got a super name. Uh, They've represented professional wrestling like it should be. And I've never come across them. I've never tagged with them, and I've never... Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, and I've never wrestled against them. So when we had the opportunity to get them here, I thought, well, just what an opportunity is for me to have the privilege of working with the Steiner brothers.
1: At any point, you're going to do your last match, or are you are just going to say, hey, never say never? <laughs> when, I, when, when Japan bet, calls, huh?
5: You know... Uh, my brother said never a few yeah. times, but he came back. Yeah, and it's uh, a fun thing. Huh? I, no, no, I, I, I don't think I'll ever say never. <laughs> <laughs> How is Terry doing? He's
1: he's doing good. He's back making some appearances. I know. I heard that. I heard and he was uh, in L.A. this weekend. That's yeah. great. I'm really happy to hear that. Hey, um, we talked a little bit when you're on the podcast. You were a Booker in the regional territories. You came up with the original um, Star Starcade. Uh, uh, right. Jim Crockett Promotions. I know you book cha- championship wrestling from Florida a lot. You look at what wrestling is in 2020. Some people say, you know, it's just it's evolved. Do you think you could, if Vince called you, or Cody Rhodes called you, or somebody called you? I, I know you have the knowledge to be able to book. But do you feel like the sport is different from what it was when you were successful in booking? Well, there's there's parts of the sport or the sport, professional
5: wrestling. There's there's parts of it that are the same and parts of the, that have changed. And for the wrestling fans to really enjoy themselves, they've got to have a belief in what they're looking at and what they're seeing. Right. And I'll, I'll give you one example. Uh, one of the top draws in the, in the country is... WWE's Brock, Lex- Brock right. Lesnar, and the reason people—he's believable. Thre- that, yes, he's believable. I believe he's. Yeah, I believe he's one tough son of a gun. Yeah, here. sure. So, uh, and he attracts a certain segment of the audience, and there's a segment of the audience. That likes to to go to professional wrestling and see people flip and flop back and forth and high fly, back flip, double somersault, uh, fly out of the ring, fight through the chairs. That wasn't my style, but
1: I, I understand it's got a place. Speaking of your style. Um, you and your brother, we talked about Terry a second ago. Probably, in my opinion, and I'm not just saying this because I'm sitting in front of you, but huh. uh, no, really, I'm not. I'd say, I say it all the time. Probably top five, if not top ten of, of in the business, in the history of this business, in my opinion. Um, but your styles were so different. You were, even your interview styles, you were always the technician, even when you were a heel, quote unquote, you're always the technician, um, did a lot of mat wrestling. Your interview style was was kind of toned down, sort of like now. And Terry yeah. sort of went in a different direction. Terry, you know, liked the hardcore stuff and, you know, he did the egg-sucking dog and uh, you know, uh, and 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 really did from promo stop, when history looks back in your opinion what do you think the better of the two styles were without putting oh, on I, oh i
5: i i think they uh, i think they're equal, equal? I, I think if, if you i think watch, there's a place
1: for there was a place for both
5: there was a place for both uh, but the bottom line is the entertainment for the wrestling fans And believability, whether the believability comes from a fist to the nose and a a bloody mouth, or the believability comes through, uh, uh, amateur wrestling takedown and take somebody to the mat. When the fans believe, they get involved. And the other thing about Terry and myself, Fans wouldn't want to seem the same
1: character. Right, right. And that's I mean, what you know, made the tag team oh, so fascinating to watch. A yes. well, when you guys would tag, that's what made yes, it so fascinating absolutely. to watch. Because yes. you're brothers and your blood and, and you're two totally and different, different styles. Totally yeah. different, yeah. Two totally different styles, but, but that, you can both go.
5: But that's on purpose. I mean, I mean you know, uh, I like to sell to the wrestling fans uh, the wrestling side of it and he likes to sell the violent side of it and they both have their place, place
1: there, right. Uh, that, I love that I've wanted to ask you that for a long time the last thing is um, I know that you've had people here, how long have you been at, uh, in Ocala, 20 years now? 25? <laughs> yeah probably more so I, I know that you've had uh, people come from all over the world to train uh, yes. it's not just like an Ocala based wrestling school, you get people coming to you because of your reputation as, as trainer champions, if somebody wants to come and train under you, where would they go
5: well uh we just we just put up a brand new website oh well i'd see it i didn't even know that oh yeah uh it's all redone uh it's modernized uh we've got uh ellen youngblood uh, a person is doing a hell of a job for us on developing a website and if you go to the website there's uh, application forms and everything to to come to the wrestling school and uh, we love wrestling and uh, we love new students at whatever level they happen to be and we've got some you'll see some at several
1: different levels levels tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I know you still have good ties with uh with New York and WWE and and uh, with the other promotions. So um it's always a uh, uh, to study under a former World Heavyweight Champion when that really meant something. Not that it doesn't mean anything now, but I mean, you know, it, it now like you know almost anybody who goes to wrestling on a regular basis could say oh, I saw a world title change, you know, a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Back yeah. in the day, you know, in the 60s, 70s, early 80s, that was something really special. So uh, I, I do know you're going to be at uh, uh, WrestleCon, I believe, uh, yes. celebrating uh, 50 plus years in the business. And yes. uh, so if you want to tell the fans about that, are uh, you going to be there both days? Yes,
5: I'll, I'll be there both days and I'm looking forward to seeing all the wrestling fans there. And I just want to thank all of the wrestling fans out there for the support that they've given me and professional wrestling and uh I'm just having a fabulous time.
1: Yeah, un- unfortunately, as as time goes by, we don't have as many legitimate legends to be able to meet and pick their brain, and to be able to learn under, and to be able to to, to get a photo with. So, if anybody is at uh, WrestleCon or if anybody is in Tampa for WrestleMania weekend, uh, I would say that you're a don't can't miss a, a opportunity there because, um, unfortunately. Uh, uh, it, it it doesn't last forever, but please, don't. <laughs> you made a, but you made a pretty good run, my friend. Okay, and it's an honor Boy. to be able to know you and Terry. Uh, you guys are two of my favorites growing up, so just an honor to talk to you. And uh, Terry's been on the podcast too, so God bless you both. Please come by; it'll be an honor to meet
5: all the wrestling fans that come there. And I understand they're supporting what we do, and uh, thank you to all of them. Appreciate it.
1: City ringside Road Trip continues right here in Bellevue, Florida at the Bellevue High School. And we are here with B. Brian Blair. Brian, uh, you, you've been on the podcast before and we loved having you, but we wanted to catch up and see what was going on. How are how, how you doing, sir? I'm doing awesome, David. It's great to be here, you
2: know, just talking to the Steiner brothers, uh, Rick and Scotty, uh, good buddies, and, you know, catching up with uh, the Funkster.
1: It's always great, and uh, it's great to be with you, as always. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm sure you'd much rather be with the Steiner brothers and Dory, but I do appreciate it. Hey, you are the president, correct me if I'm wrong, of the Cauliflower Alley Club is president. Absolutely. President and um, and CEO. And... uh, want you to tell a little bit of, of fans you may not know about the Cauliflower Alley Club, what it's all about. And I know it's coming up here uh, in a couple of months in Las Vegas. Maybe uh, uh, you could tell everybody who's getting honored. Absolutely. For all you rock'em, suck'em,
2: buzzing penzerites out there, <laughs> we got a heavy-duty lineup. Uh, if you don't know about the Cauliflower Alley Club, first of all, uh, my friends— The Cauliflower Alley Club is the most wonderful organization that ever happened to professional wrestling. It was started 55 years ago by a man named Mike Mazurki and another man, Art Abrams, uh, assisted him shortly after. And uh, it evolved out of the Elks Club um, uh, somewhere uh, close to L.A., or it might even have been in L.A. Uh, Mike Mazurki was a old big time actor, was with John Wayne and right. all these people. So uh, if you if you Google him, he's got a heavy duty um, uh, resume. So um, Mike would give money in envelopes. The boys would come in and they'd pass them out 55 years ago. And uh, so the tradition has carried on. You know, we're we are all volunteer, 100 percent volunteer staff of a very large organization. We're the only 501 C3 that helps wrestlers that have fallen on dire financial times. Uh, we, we pick them up. I mean, we really do. We've helped. Uh, we've given away hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to the boys. And you can join by going to www.caulifloweralleyclub.org. Like the cauliflower, like the vegetable alley, like behind uh, some Dark people's alley. houses, yes. yeah. And uh, it'll club. Once you put org.
1: cauliflower, it'll start pulling up on the the Google search engine. Uh, so who? What, what do you got on top this year in in Vegas? Wow, we got a fabulous card. I mean, we have Rey
2: Mysterio really? Jr. with the Lucha wow. Libra Award. Um, you know, Medusa. Wow, uh, the only the second female uh, to ever receive the Iron Mike Award. We were just talking about. Iron Mike Mazurki Award. Right, then uh, we got RVD Rob Van Dam. He'll be there uh, accepting the um, uh, the Luthes Art. Abrams Lifetime Achievement Award. Wow. wow. Ray Mysterio, Medusa, and Rob Van Dam. Oh, that's just a start. I oh, mean, my we, goodness. I mean, we've got uh, we've got the Road Warriors, Paul Ellering and uh, Animal. Really? Oh, I mean, we're, we're just... Logan. I may have to Ricky come out Santana. to that. I mean, we just
1: uh, jazz. Always wanted- Remember jazz? Yes, yeah, yes, Yeah, I've always wanted to go, but because, you know, I'm a realtor in Tampa and because that's my day job, you guys do it during the week. So, it's always tough if you guys did it during the weekend, but you guys do it during the week. So, that's why I never get to go out there because the trip back you lose a whole day and but the reason we do that i'm glad you said that david a and that's that's
2: unfortunate for a lot of people but if we do it during the weekend it the cost is accelerated by so much we try to keep the cost down like you can get a room for 50 bucks right now yeah there's not that many left so if you plan on going to the uh, 55th anniversary to the reunion from april 27th to april 29th of course people come a little before and stay a little longer because it's it's the greatest party on earth I, you go one time it's uh it's a it I've really heard, is I've heard the
1: stories and, and it's open to anybody
2: as long as they're a member of the Cauliflower Alley correct? As long as they're up for you join
1: for 25 bucks a year and it all goes to charity every dime I know that you guys have helped out a lot of people and I know uh, this air this is coming up on Monday I know Rip Oliver is uh, is not doing well and Killer yes. Tim Brooks not doing well and right. I know we're trying, we're trying to get Tracy Smothers on the podcast he's battling cancer right uh, it's wonderful work that you guys do and you help people like that out I know you did a lot for Brickhouse Brown, when Brickhouse was going through similar circumstances. Yeah, all the people you've mentioned, we've either helped, or there. Well, one
2: of them is right now in the process of being helped, and uh, you know, guys like Kamala, who was about to lose his house. You know, we raised uh, thirteen thousand dollars for Kamala, and uh, and you know, we I, we don't really mention their names unless unless they you know want us to, uh, sure. because we have so many people that we help that if they don't, if they say you know uh, you know please don't. You know, there's a lot of people that don't want to know people because we've helped people that have made millions. I mean, Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, people who were Paul had stage four cancer. Bobby Brain Bobby Heenan had, you know, cancer of the throat. You saw what Bobby looked like Horrible. before he died, you know, and the Cauliflower Alley Club was right there. God bless
1: you. God bless you. Um, One more question before uh, we let you go. WrestleMania coming to Tampa this year in about a month. Uh, Ever any thought in the back of your mind about uh, you and Jim going into the Hall of Fame?
2: Oh, absolutely. I I really believe that we should be there. I know Vince and uh, Jimmy have had a long time feud going on. Oh, I didn't uh, know
1: that. You want to tell me about that?
2: uh, (laughs) Well, I really didn't even find out that Jimmy sued Vince before we became the killer bees and won. While he was still with the AWA before he had signed his contract no for way. the WWF. And they hired him anyway? And they hired him anyway. Yes. Cause, uh, cause Vince had committed to me. Uh, um, first, it's a long story. I went there two times before I was going to come back and work for the IC for the intercontinental championship. That was a plan. Uh hogan uh and the wrestlemania thing uh started um I, I went back to help build uh orndorff tito santana and i for wrestlemania one uh i was on top in florida the florida heavyweight champion uh, working with rick rude uh i remember H- hogan calls me up and says hey Uh, Brian, Vince wants you to come right now. Um, We're starting a tag team division, a real heavy one. And I told him how good you would be with Jim Jim Brunzel. Do you know Jim Brunzel? I said, no, I've heard of him, of course. Um, And he says he's a great guy because obviously Terry just came out of AWA. Uh, Vince just robbed him from Vern. And so, um, you know, uh, Jimmy and I met. We hit it off right away. But I had no idea that Jimmy had sued Vince and won. And then, uh, you know, there were little other friction things that went along the lines. And they had promised us the belts three times. And I kept wondering why we weren't getting the belts and, you know, Jimmy was arguing about this and arguing about that. And I'm, you know, ducking my head and, uh, you know, trying to, uh, just, just, You know, mind my own business because Jimmy's a super guy, but he'll he'll speak his mind. You know when you got to know when to hold him and when to fold him. You know
1: that's a fascinating that's fascinating stuff. I hope you know. There's been a lot of guys that Vince has had problems with over the years that they've been able to make it work. So I hope you guys have an opportunity. You guys really deserve it. And uh, you're going to be appearing at WrestleCon. I know uh, are doing any Tampa WrestleMania area appearances. Yeah, I've been asked, and I'm trying to decide. I've got to decide within the next few days which whose offer I'm going to accept. Ah. So <laughs> the clock ticks. So, uh, c- congratulations on on uh, cauliflower alley and the great things that you do. And uh, God, I got to make it out there one, one year. But um, and it sounds like a super lineup this year. So uh, yeah, but- you
2: do, David. You would love it, brother. You 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 definitely need to come out there yeah. one year and uh, soon. We need to have you uh, throw me a on the mic for I, us one night. You're I, doing a uh, mic, mic job for us one go, night. There you go. You know everybody there is a volunteer. There, there you, you know go. I mean we have Jr. This year doing the mic. We've got a guy named Terry Brought doing Tuesday night, um, and uh, you know he's a professional MCs, but uh, you know he's been around the business a little bit, but because of uh, Jr. having a commitment with AEW. Right. This will be the first uh, event Wednesday. Jr. always does Wednesday night, and J.J. does Tuesday, or uh, sometimes Terry Funk and J.J. will do Wednesday, which w- will happen this, w- this year. Uh, Terry and J.J. will be together. Wow. So uh, we're bringing the Funkster out. You know, this may be his last tour for a while. So you better come out to cauliflower alley club and check out JJ and Terry together. Right, I think MCs I, I think are I may important have to go this uh, MCs. I hey, mean,
1: they make the whole, you know, a lot of gig. people in Hillsborough County, throw me a couple leads so I could take the week off. <laughs> <I'm> just,
2: <laughs> there I'm you kidding. go. There you go. We're in the same business. <laughs> former,
1: former County commissioner of Hillsborough County. And, uh, uh, do you have any influence in bringing WrestleMania in? Did they, they reach out to you at all? Cause I know uh, you still have friends the, in high places. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, we, uh, I discussed it with uh, a couple people beforehand. Uh, um, and, uh, of course, Commissioner Ken Hagan's uh, a very good friend of mine. Uh, when the deal was struck now, the mayors have changed. But Bob Buckhorn, the mayor of Tampa, who I beat countywide. For oh, the you beat him
1: for the county yeah, commission. I, I didn't Bob realize that.
2: Buckhorn for the county commission, countywide. And then Bob became the mayor of Tampa. And uh, <clears throat> most recently, Jane Castor, Mayor Jane Castor, took his place. But uh, uh, Bob and... Uh, Commissioner Ken Hagan, who has been uh, a long, long time uh, friend and colleague of mine on the board, uh, right after I sold all my Gold's Gym's. You know, I went into politics, and so uh, it's been an interesting life, David. Any uh, any future political aspirations? I know it's hard to shake sometimes, kind of like the wrestling business. Yeah, it is, but, you know, I, I tell you, uh, uh,
1: politics is a full-contact sport, brother. <laughs> it's a full-contact sport. <laughs> I mean, kidding. they hit you hard. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Brian, thanks so much, and uh, good luck on Cauliflower Alley, and enjoy WrestleMania weekend in your hometown. Thank you, David, God bless you and your listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, they said it would never happen, even your own brother, Scotty, 5 minutes ago, looked, punched me in the arm and said, "He ain't gonna he ain't gonna do it." But we have traveled 2 hours each way here to Bellevue High School to get you on city ringside. Thank you so much, you're one of the most requested guests, and I know you only have a few minutes, but I appreciate your time. Yeah, the pleasure's all yours, man. <laughs> it sure is. Hey, I have a few questions for you. Uh, let's start from the beginning. When you came on the scene, the Frankensteiner uh, was was a move that nobody had ever seen before and really took the wrestling business by storm. Uh, was that uh, your idea? Uh, was it somebody else's idea that you perfected? How did that come about? No, it was, yeah, that was a that was move I invented.
0: Uh, I actually thought about it about a year earlier uh, when I was in... Uh, with Jerry Jarrett. But I, but I knew enough not to do it on TV. Cause I knew then somebody would steal it. You sure. know? So I waited, waited till I got to WCW. And then, uh, that's when I first started doing it. And you know, it took off. The fans loved to hear. And actually the fans in Japan, they, they loved it too. Cause you know, that, uh, when we had that match with Hase and Sasaki in the Tokyo Dome. uh, you know, that was like one of the requests, like, you know, well, you want to see the Frankenstein, you know? And so, yeah, it was, uh,
1: you know, it's a, it's a move that a lot of people copy. You know, yeah, I was going to say, which so is my, cool. My next question is looking back 30, 35 years down the road. Uh, the move is basically, for all intents and purposes, become a transition spot. Uh, does that bother you or is that is that like more of a, a compliment? No, I mean
0: no, 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 I don't care if people copy my move. It's like uh everything's a trans this <laughs> spot now nowadays, you know. It's like no, you it's, you said it best. You're hundred percent right. Yeah, so no, but uh, you know, and then then you got bonehead Mike Taney coming to try to make it say it's a hurricane rana. Now you know
1: it's a move I invented, you know.
0: It is don't, don't just take my word it, for it. it, it ask no, Mysterio. No, no,
1: I know. You know. But it's funny, Scotty, because um, I, I was telling people on Twitter that we were coming up here and hoping to get you on the... And one of the people that is always bugging me about getting you on the podcast said, remember to say or not her and Karana, or else going to cut you off. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he s- might have saved this interview. Um, yeah. I, I, question, Smack A Mike question today. I've always wanted to ask you. Um, shoot question. Um, you, Aren't they all shoot? Yeah, courses? yeah. But, 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 but I'm, I'm cur- legitimately curious as somebody who lived it. Your character, Big Papa Pump. Um, I, I, I've, I've said on the podcast, I've said in interviews many times that when you went off, I would get the hell out of there. Because I didn't know if you were, you know, I don't know if you were really pissed if you were playing a character or a little bit of both. But I wasn't going to stick around and take a chance. So I'm curious all this. I don't know if you, if... if you care to to give away the answer to what's behind the the, the curtain, but um, was that a character, or was that also some of the frustration of being in WCW at that time bubbling over? No, it's it was frustration, man. Uh, so I mean, it was good to
0: run. Yeah, you, you <laughs> would, like. Uh, I mean, if you like, if you listen to Conrad podcast with sure. Bischoff and stuff, he'll ask him like stuff like. You know, like, why, like, it had my brother, me and my brother against each other. One was one of my partners, and somebody else was my brother's partner, and he'd say, why did he do that? And they go, I don't know. It's like, That's bad booking. You know, not Eric's fault. It was a booker's fault. And I'm going, well, if you're thinking that, what the fuck do you think I feel? You know, we have to show up every Monday night and get handed this bullshit piece of paper. And I'm supposed to follow their bullshit. So after a while, man, I got pissed off. And and that's why I went up to Eric at some point and said, listen, Eric, these guys, you know, fuck these guys. Let me do what I want to do. I know how to get over, you know. And so he, he was, you know. He trusted my judgment, and then plus, he didn't trust the bookers either, so he let me do what I wanted to do. So, that a lot of that stuff when I first turned uh, heel, and I was hurt, Buff was hurt a lot of that stuff
1: we came up on our own, you know, a lot of people don't re- realize that, um, if Eric would have bought the company and, uh, taken it over that there was a reason you were beaten as world champion, every major star. And they never came back. They went away. Uh, Kevin Nash went away. Scott Hall went away. Diamond Dallas page went away and, uh, you know, Savage went away and, uh, as far as I was told, because I was going to be part of that promotion, they were building up to eventual Goldberg coming back. How, how do you, do you think that could have uh, ignited the company? Cause you were on fire. People forget that. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, I thought that was great. I mean, I wrestled Goldberg the one time and it, you know, it was a great response and, you know, uh, and, you know, there's no mistake about it. Goldberg was over, you know? So I, I, that was, that is the best time to wrestle when, the the baby face is hot and the heel hate the heel (laughs) i mean that's the best you know you can't get it but i did my job making sure people hated me
1: absolutely and i was scared of you legit i'm not lying um but you're you are a nice night now that you've mellowed and uh you know you're more the Shoney's business than the wrestling business how's shoney's going Oh, uh, it's just doing good. It's, is it, is it true restaurant. that the Nasty Boys came up the, and and emptied the bar in one afternoon? Yeah, and they came with a $2 bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Um, I, I don't know if you remember this, but um, I booked you. I used to do indie bookings, uh, 2002, 2003. I booked you for a show at the Medieval Times in New Jersey. I don't know if you remember that. And the next, you had called me and said, uh, "By the way, Penzer, the next night I'm going to Madison Square Garden and debuting for WWF." And I can remember sit, you sitting in the bar. I don't think you were drinking. I think you were eating. I was drinking, and you were talking. You sounded excited about the possibility of WWF back then. Uh, any any idea what went wrong? Same thing that went wrong, and everybody else that went from WCW. Look at what everybody did.
0: He Triple H beat everybody. You know, Kevin Nash went in. and He did a DQ. Then he got beat. But he, uh, Sting got treated worse. He had one match with him, and he was done. You know, that's the thing when you know the, when a guy's a mark and he wants to beat everybody and who is a legitimate pussy. You know what I mean? I mean Wikipedia don't lie. I mean seriously. Look what he's done! Nothing. Then he got into professional wrestling, and oh, that was his—you know—that was his time to shine. Of course, you know, it does help—you know—banging a da- boss's daughter. So you know, he took adv- advantage of everything that he could, and he beat everybody from, w- from WCW. Why? They treated everybody like shit. And we're all in the same business, you know. You know, like wrestling is a is s- s- small knit community. You know, like it's a brotherhood but you're going to treat us bad because we wrestled for somebody else? I mean, it made no sense. Now it's biting them in the ass. They would, they would kill, fucking kill for half the ratings that they had when we had the Mighty Night Wars. Look at them. It's biting them in the ass and fuck them. They got what
1: they deserved. I don't want to get you revved up, but uh, I appreciate oh, no, your I passion. I am your so passion. mellow right now. I appreciate your passion. Hey, um, uh, I, we talked to Rick about, uh, you know, if he ever thinks about going into the WWE Hall of Fame, and he said every now and then if somebody asks him about it, but he doesn't think he's going to go because uh, of you saying some of the things that you say, and I asked him, I said, were well, you like that as a kid? You know, he was the fun-going, happy-going one, and you were, you know, had a, had a temper, a kind of a hothead, and he said he didn't remember that i should ask you so i'm asking you was that, was that was that more frustration of the business that created the hothead scott steiner or were you always a hothead no I,
0: you know when i times change man like when i first came out of college and we, we were wearing the michigan jackets i mean that was a great time it was like you don't break in you don't know very little about politics you know, you don't know what goes behind closed doors. Yeah. But, you know, three, You're four. just ribbing people every night. Yeah. Three, four, uh, you know, years in, you start hearing what happens behind these closed doors, you know, because I had friends in the booking committee. So they tell me what was going on, what was being said. So it's like. They'd come up to you And be your You know oh, Like they're a friend And then all of a sudden they'd, They would tell me What they said in the book And I was like There's motherfuckers You know what I mean <laughs> So it's like Yeah It was a built up You know it, I mean it, it just wears on you You know I mean And it's It's nothing different. Like CM Punk said the same thing I said, you know, what, eight years, nine years later about what I said about Triple H, what he said about the business. Moxley said basically the same thing. It's like that is the worst place ever to work. I mean, every time I worked there, I wanted to quit. In 93, I left. I was gone for two years in Japan because I I was totally sick of, you know, the bad taste that, that left in my mouth. And the same thing in 203, it's like... God, if I would, yeah,
1: yeah, it was, it was so, brutal. So, 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 speaking of the Hall of Fame, uh, I know that you're tight with Jeff Jarrett, and I know Jeff is up there as a producer. Has there been any? Because they've known to reach out to people and try to smooth things over for you know just to get a pop. Because you guys would get a huge pop and draw money going into the Hall of Fame. Has there been any outreach on behalf of Jeff or anybody else? Not of Jeff, but there's there's been a, a
0: few things, but. Not not as a Hall of Fame for for, you know, showing up but it's like, first off, where in the fuck is the Hall of Fame? That's
1: wherever wrestle. Oh the actual Hall of Fame
0: Yeah They don't yeah, have explain. one Yeah explain Fucking exactly So how can you be in the Hall of Fame If it doesn't exist It exists in Vince's mind So what, do I give a fuck If I rent space in Vince's mind Fuck no I don't give a fuck what he thinks So I don't care if I'm in the Hall of Fame Because it's a fucking joke Because it don't exist Why do I care if I go in the Hall of Fame It's
1: not there Go visit it Where <laughs> where are you going to go visit oh, that's that? fair enough fair enough hey last question cause don't sh- cut me off i'm not done being pissed <laughs> <laughs> last question because i know your time is limited and i really appreciate you sitting down oh yeah i got some freaks uh, for you. yeah yeah i've got some freaks hey oh, yeah. um to this generation of wrestling fan to my son who's a wrestling fan you're more known than anything else for a silly promo you cut where you couldn't add up a hundred in tna uh what are you, what
0: are you talking about I had, a, I had a professor at harvard check those numbers and they added up <laughs> that, that that is the truth so no it was, a, it was I'm, a, I'm curious if, if that was just off the fly um it was a it was one take one it take was, off no, the it's, it's something i thought of trying to be you know when i do interviews i don't try to just entertain the fans I want to entertain it myself You know Because I get sure. bored easily Sure So I'm trying to entertain myself So it's, it's something I came up with I did it And actually people loved it So it's, it's it still keeps
1: coming up To this day Last question You were just recently With the NWA Billy Corgan They have a cool thing going A little studio vibe how, how, How'd you like that And then you, and we'll, 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 It's easy for you to say Will we be seeing you again In the NWA uh, Possibly
0: I mean yeah It definitely is the Old school vibe you know, I've, I've known Billy for a while uh through one of my good friends from Chicago they they knew each other in Chicago so you wanted to come in so it, yeah I mean they they actually do they do
1: have a good thing going on, and I did I I had a great time there. It's unique. Um, Billy's going to be at some point on this podcast, but he's out touring now. But uh, I'm curious to know who, I don't know if you realize, but they don't even play interest music or have a ring announcer. The guys just walk out like in the old TBS studio. Right. And you can hear the fans, you know, like, you know, saying things to the wrestlers. It's it, it totally, uh, the vibe to me is totally, you know, going back in time. It's oh, really Well, yeah, cool. where
0: they, were they uh, tape do those TV tapings, it's not far from center stage. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's pretty close, Scotty. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. There at Pensacola.
1: Yeah, you uh, tell 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 everybody if they're up in the Atlanta area and they want to come uh, to your Shoney's, uh, where could they find you? Yeah, just uh, stop off It's Highway 92, uh, right across
0: from Cabela's. It's great food, and you have a full bar, right? Full bar. Do you have beer. You alcohol, had to restock after
1: Knobs and Sags came by, huh? Yeah, yeah,
0: unbelievable. How do you come into a restaurant, bar with two dollar bill? No, they were great. It's always good to see those guys. How do you feel when you work for Brian Nobbs? Work for him? Yeah, when I he does the Legends of Wrestling. He's he's still. Are you kidding me, man?
1: He works for me. He's my little bitch. Uh, how long do you think you'll be doing this? Yeah, uh, you know, as long as you're having fun. Yeah, as long as I have fun, it's
0: like my body's holding out. So I mean little bit by little bit, but you know, I'm at the point now, if I quit, I'm done for a good. So it's, when you reach that point, you know, cause I want to retire when I was, uh, you know, 30, 35. And then
3: is this 30 seconds or an hour? Yeah.
1: I did ask him the question you wanted me to ask him though. I, I didn't Yeah. About the, was it the wrestling business or was he always a hothead? He said it was the wrestling business. Yeah, right. And that's what we both said. It was the wrestling business. He said it was a blast. He said it was a blast when he first, when you guys first started, and you were just having fun in the ring. And then, and then you, uh, you started to hear from people inside the booking committee what was going on in those offices, and it started getting frustrated. That's it. So, and uh, I could, I could assure you, by the way, that after this airs, you guys are, don't forget about the Hall of Fame talk.
3: Well, no, I, <laughs> I told you that.
1: I, I would say the same thing for forever i mean does got you. change. Man. i got you, you you're, if nothing else you're consistent i know you got to get ready for your match thank you so much and uh i really appreciate it and uh maybe i make it to shonies one day I, yeah. I i can't drink as much as knobs and sags but uh
0: yeah but you, <laughs> at least you can pay
1: <laughs> uh, oh i have to pay no no just bring your two dollar bill man there you go all right scott Stodder, ladies and gentlemen it really happened thank you Want to thank Dory Funk Jr. and his wife Marty for having us there, and uh, not only a fun night ring announcing, but the first time ever actually uh, that the Steiner brothers and Dory Funk Jr. were ever in the ring. So I want to thank him. Want to thank Leep and Lanny Poffo, the genius uh, as he wants to be called. Always he's a fascinating guy. Brian Blair. Got to get to Cauliflower Alley, but the lineup this this year is as stacked as I've ever seen it. So if you're a fan and you want to be a part of it, other than plane fare if you don't uh, live within driving distance of Vegas, it's really not that much money to attend. And uh, it's really a blast. So we were talking to Brian a little bit more after we shut the microphones off, and he said it's a huge party and the fans are partying with the wrestlers or partying with the, you know, uh, the, the legends. So... I uh, want to thank Brian. Great cause, Cauliflower Alley Club. And uh, so, and want to thank the Steiner brothers. Um, when I first approached them, neither one really wanted to do a podcast. But by the end of each interview, I think they felt real comfortable. So I really appreciate it. And that's kind of the style that we go at here on City Ringside. And uh, But maybe you never know. We might get a more lo- of a long-form promo from one or two of them in the future. But it was a fun road trip. And uh, Jerry, thanks for coming. Thanks for the And yes, sir. And we'll have to do it again uh, down the road. So this will not be the only City Ringside Road Trip Edition, but it is... The first, and it is the end. By the way, if you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me at David Penzer, all one word. You can follow the podcast at Penzer Ringside. And you never know who's going to turn up on Cine Ringside. We've been teasing and plugging and trying to get Rick or Scott Steiner to be on. And just like that, with a snap of the finger, we got both in one podcast. So even a better reason for you to subscribe so that every Monday this drops into your lap and you can find out who the guest is of the week is, in this case, the guests of the week. So we hope you enjoyed. Tell your friends and neighbors, spread the word. Leave a review if you can. And until next week, I'm David Penzer, still sitting ringside. Follow David Penzer on Twitter at David Penzer. Also make sure to follow the show on Twitter at
2: Penzer Ringside. You've been Sitting Ringside with David Penzer on
1: Radio Influence.